what's going on? It's your boy, Big Wavy Roy Johnson here. Hello everyone, this is the interview queen, Alicia Too. This is the infamous Cameron Solis. This is the professional Nathan Cruz. This is Veggie. This is the Callahan Death Machine in the draw and the face of Impact Wrestling. Hello everyone, it's Stephen Jackson, aka DJ215, here again with another Impact Wrestling review for you. This time our good friends at Fight have allowed us to um, watch... Final Resolution 2020. So this was the last Supercard sort of super show of 2020 Impact putting on before Hard to Kill in um, January. So yeah, this was this was all right. Um, I didn't think it was just as good as the previous shows I've watched, but you know I'll break it down a little bit and then I can you know let you know my thoughts on the match of the night and uh, the performer of the night and the like. So the first match we had was between Tommy Dreamer and Larry D, which was an old school rules match, which essentially means it's a hardcore ECW-esque match. Typical Tommy Dreamer match this, didn't really, thought thought this was kind of a bit of a weak opening to the show. I, I didn't really enjoy this, but only because Tommy Dreamer's work is, once you've seen one Tommy Dreamer match now, you've seen it all. Um... For some reason as well, Tommy Dreamer's got a man bun, which seems a bit strange. Um, but, you know, it wasn't it wasn't a bad match by any means. It just wasn't my cup of tea. Larry D looks really good in this match, though. He really, he's got a lot of potential. I really like the way he works, and I like the previous matches I've seen him in as well, the way he moves. I think he um, definitely has a lot more to give an impact than what he's had. I've seen of him so far. But this was typical, you know, Tommy Dreamer. Lots of plunder, lots of weapon shots. You know, there was... It was it was all based around the storyline of earlier um, in the year, Johnny Bravo had been shot, and then it was to do with that Larry D had shot Johnny Bravo, so that played into it, and whoever, you know, if Larry D lost, he was going to go to jail. It was all a bit hokey, in my opinion. Um, not a fan of the whole shooting thing, as you've heard before. And... Yeah, it, it was what it was. Nothing, you know, sort of revolutionary or anything. We did get, though, interference from AC Romero and Johnny Bravo, who went after... Um, so AC Romero went after Tommy Dreamer. Johnny Bravo went after Larry D. You know, it, it, it was, you know, a typical sort of ECW-esque match in a way. And then it ended with a... Um, a kendo stick shot to the to the gonads to um to Larry D from Tommy Dreamer for the, for the win and then Larry D was carted off to jail. Yeah, it was as I said, was where it was. You can hear my enthusiasm in my voice for this one. <laughs> I think this was a a weak opening to the show, but thankfully things improved from here. Storyline show, storyline match from this you know this one to start the show. So you know, live and let live and all that. But then from there we got um. Well, before um, the next match, we actually had Madison Rain and Josh Matthews running down the card, and it just seemed really, really awkward. I don't know why, it just seemed really uncomfortable and really awkward. But it also highlighted that Kenny Omega's bus 
was outside the arena as it had been previously on impact so um for those of the you who are in the know but i expect a lot of people do know kenny omega won the AEW world championship um with the help of don Callis on dynamite and then kenny omega has been appearing or will be appearing a lot more on impact wrestling so some cross promotion I think this is, I haven't actually aired my thoughts on this or, you know, said anything about this. I think this is actually a really good um, cross-promotion in the sense that a lot of Impact stars um, have, have, sorry, a lot of AEW stars have come through Impact and a lot of Impact stars um, would be great in AEW. So I think it's really good and I think this extra layer to Kenny Omega's personality as well I think is really positive. Um Kenny has had a bit of a checkered history when it comes to being a, a heel and a bad guy, but I feel that he's really found his way with this and maybe Don Callis has helped him with that and their relationship through uh, New Japan and Canada. So, yeah, so this was, you know, um, a really big moment in Impact and AEW history earlier this week. So it was good that it was being alluded to in this show as well to add into the storyline element. So that was good. Um, and then from this rundown of the show, we then got to the next match in the uh, card, which was between the Sea Stars um, and Havoc and Neva, Nivea, sorry, Nivea. Um, yeah, so the Sea Stars are um, Ashley Vox and um, De Delme, and they are the Shimmer um, Tag Team Champions. I believe they said on commentary they're sisters. Um, and this was this was a really fun match, actually. You know, there was a lot of great work in this. Great fun chemistry between Ashley Vox and Havoc. I thought they worked really well together. Ashley Vox as well. She um, has a lot of fire and a lot of um, intensity behind her. I thought she was great. I thought Delmi looked really good as well. I think they're a really strong tag team and they work really well together. Um, if they are, you know, sisters or otherwise, I think they worked really well. There was a beautiful looking code breaker, um, which then led into a senton from um, the uh, Sea Stars later in the match, which looked great. Um, and, you know, Nivea and Havoc as well, they worked brilliantly. You know, they um, were are in the Impact um, feet, uh, Knockouts Tag Team Championship Tournament, so they were really good as well. And it's great, again, to see the chemistry and the... Um, the storyline elements coming into the show. There was a lot of storyline elements into the show, but I think that added into it actually. I think that helped it. But yeah, this was this was fun. You know, there was a lot of um a lot of strong kicks, a lot of great lucha work going on, lots of intensity, and um it ended with a sliding cutter, um, which looked awesome, which then led into the three count for um Havoc and Nevea. Thought this was great. So definitely much better than the opener. Really enjoyed this. And then from there, we've got um, Kira Hogan and Tasha Steeles backstage talking about that they were later on going to be um, part of the match which Hernandez and Falabar were going to have for the money. So on the Bound for Glory review, I mentioned about this money. And the money is now somehow in the hands of Tasha Steeles and Kira Hogan. I don't watch Impact regularly, but... Um, yeah, it all seems a bit hokey to me. But, you know, it was... You, so we'll see more of that later on. But it was a standard backstage promo. It was, you know, good stuff. And then from there, we got um, the next match of the evening, another tag match. But this was an intergender tag match. So it was between Tanel Dashwood and Caleb, with a K, against Eddie Edwards and Alicia Edwards, uh, husband and wife. 
So this was again, Tinel Dashwood, I don't know, maybe it's just a whole gimmick thing, I don't know, doesn't do much for me, kind of, you know, not much um, I enjoyed about her work, but Caleb Connolly though, brilliant stuff, you know, Caleb I've watched for a long time on the independent scene, uh, when he was part of um, Evolve and the Premier Athlete brand, and I've been a big fan of his, you know, for a long time, and he really does have a great... Um, you know, psychology for the business and the way he works, various gimmicks, he's been great. Him and Eddie Edwards, you know, great chemistry between the two. There was an awesome looking blue thunderbomb from Eddie Edwards onto Caleb, which is was great. Um, Alicia didn't look bad in this match. She looked really good, actually. She um, got in some really strong offense. Tanel um, Dashwood locked Alicia into the tree of woe and then she actually grabbed Alicia's hair, um, which I thought was great and that was sold really well. Um, and there was a really awesome looking um, Tilt the World DDT later on though from Alicia after the t Tree of War spot which I thought looked fantastic um, and then with um, the ending it came with um, it came somehow from so Caleb Connolly was holding Eddie Edwards on the outside but then Tanel Dash Dashwood took out um, Alicia and it just felt a little bit um, uncomfortable and awkward. It looked a little bit awkward. Um, any of you may have flashbacks to that um, match from Victory Road with um, the main event mafia of Booker T and Scott Steiner and James Storm and BM, uh, and Robert Roode of BM on it, where it was all to do with chasing people into the ring. It was very reminiscent of that. It just felt a little bit um, far-fetched and things. But it was a really good match. There was nothing bad about it. It was... It was a standard match, you know, standard TV stuff. But then what took place was that uh, just before the match ended, um, Sammy Callahan's Titantron and music came on, but nothing came of it. But then Sammy Callahan came out at the end of the match from underneath the ring and had his um, baseball bat and he levelled um, Eddie Edwards with it and he also landed a nasty-looking package pile driver. And then he was about to leave, but then he was about to do the same to Alicia Edwards. But then we had the whole... Uh, locker room and referees coming to protect Alicia. Um, great drama. You know, Sammy Callahan and Eddie Edwards have a, have a really long history and impact. And this whole uh, feud, I really like the way it's layered. And I like how, um, you know, Sammy's able to, you know, just get so much from his opponents and that heel dynamic. It was great. So really enjoyed the end of this match, especially. And then, um, after that, it came back to Don Callis, who um, was having a he was delivering a promo from the bus, saying that Kenny Omega Omega Omega, as he says, was visiting his family. Um, a bit of sort of a you know riddle there as to what the family meant, but we would find out later on. So it was very intriguing, very very good, and it and it's great to see um, Don in a different sort of. Um, light than what it has been sort of as an authority figure or a commentator i think he's so versatile so it was great this little um segment and from from the segment outside we then came back and it was um Fala Bar against hernandez for the money and tasha Steeles was the guest ring announcer and um kiera kiera hogan was the guest referee so it was um yeah it was a it, it was a funny um Funny old match. Tasha Steeles was great on an announcing. I thought she was really funny. Um, I liked how she got up to the ring and said that five minutes had elapsed. I thought that was really funny. Um, 
Falabar and Hernandez, they worked really good stuff here. You know, it was two big bulls going at it. They um, worked really um, fast with one another. There was lots of hard strikes. Hernandez hit a beautiful-looking drop kick. Um, it amazes me how he's able to move, how he does. And even you know now, even though he's a lot older than what he was, say, 15 years ago when he was first in Impact, you know, still is able to do such awesome stuff. And, yeah, there was um, a really awesome-looking clothesline from Falabar. There was a splash, which looked great. But what was interesting was Falabar almost had the win, but then um, Kiera Hogan, who was the referee, did the slow count thing of one, two, and then there was the kick out, which didn't go um, the way Fala wanted, and he was explaining that he wanted his money, which um, then, after he was blindsided, Hernandez was able to take advantage, and he hit a massive-looking splash from the top rope. I mean, Hernandez going from the top rope is insane. Um, very Mike Awesome-esque um, splash and he won and then he got the money but the money wasn't when Kiera Hogan and Tasha Steeles were about to give over the money to Hernandez the money wasn't in this sparkly fanny pack it had disappeared so then Hernandez wasn't happy and he took some things out of his knee pads which I wasn't able to see as well as you know Josh Matthews and Madison Rain what they were. They looked like shoe horns, but yet there was most there was terror and fear over these shoe horns being you know <laughs> being chased by Hernandez with these shoe horns. So who knows what they were? But yeah, so that ended that match and that little segment. It was okay again. Just it's the kind of thing what should have been on Impact really, but it wasn't offensive by any means. It was there was bits of it what were funny. So I you know I thought it was pretty good for where it was. And after that, we had um, Chris Bay delivering a promo uh, leading into his main event match with Rich Swan later in the night. And he was um, corrected the ring announcer, uh, sorry, the backstage interviewer. I don't know the name of the backstage interviewer, but um, she uh, she's been appearing regularly, so I do need to find out her name. Um, but he said that it was Saturday, not Saturday and that he was going to get one shot at the title tonight, and that was all he needed. So that was a really cool little promo. I thought that was good. And then from there, we came into the next match, which was between Eric Young and Rhino. And um, Eric Young was being um, helped... To, well, was being... Um, was got, was led to the ring by Joe Doring. Um, so if any of you listened to my review of, um, of Turning Point... Joe Doring, former Triple Crown, All Japan Wrestling Champion, came out um, with Eric Young and um, he attacked various different people on the roster um, leading into this match. And there was a great package before this to, lead, to show that, but Eric Young, it, it's too similar to um, Sammy Callahan for my taste. I think they're two similar characters. It doesn't really do it for me. And I've never been a massive fan of Eric Young anyway, but he's a strong worker, he's really good, but I don't know, I just didn't... You know, Eric Young, I don't know. But Joe Doring, though, I really want to see Joe Doring go all the way in impact because he looks awesome and he can work and he's great. Um, this match itself, it was it was okay. It was a bit it was a bit boring, as horrible as that sounds. I don't really like to say that. It it was just typical standard kind of TV match, nothing out of this world. But then for some reason, the Deaners who had been attacked by um by uh, Joe Doring and Eric Young came out and there was this mask which was on the turnbuckle and then Cody Dina picked it up and he kind of pulled crazed a crazed face and then he hit uh, Cousin Luke with it and then he walked out so it was a bit like you know a swerve but 
and turning Cody Dean a heel, but yeah, I don't know. Jury's a bit out on this one. And then Eric Young got the got the win over Rhino. Not much to say about this. It it, it was nothing really to write home about. Standard sort of match. It kind of fell a bit flat for me. Um but it wasn't bad by any means. Um but you know it was just one of those storyline matches more than anything. Um but yeah. And from there Carl Anderson then came on the um he came on backstage and said that it was time for him to have a bit of a family reunion, which, after what Dan Callis had said, obviously was referring to his, um, you know, going to see Kenny Omega outside. So um, that was cool, you know, which was then alluded to later on, um, which I'll mention later on. And then we came into the Rohit Raju last challenge of 2020. There was a great promo package what led into the, um, you know, this match. Uh, and a great promo from Rahit once again. He's a great character, you know, he's a great wrestler, really found his own in 2020, really wrestled, you know, hard and really improved so much. I think it's brilliant. Um, and then it was, so TJP couldn't get a shot um, at Rahit in the challenge, but um, Manic then came out and surprised Rahit Raju. And it was Manic and uh, Rahit in the match. And this was really, really good X-Division match. You know, there was some really fast high-flying to start. There was some aw awesome-looking submissions. You know, there was a, some beautiful octopus holds. There was a front suplex, which um, Rahit hit, which then landed um, him from... It was kind of like a suplex drop from the ropes, which looked great. Um, there was a, a backslide, which looked really beautiful i put beautiful backslide because the backslide is one of their moves where it can kind of be a bit sort of overly theat um, overly theatricized theatricized is that the word overly theatrical by the wrestlers if you want to put it that way but this was just really i loved this i thought this looked great and it nearly got the win uh, there was a great looking springboard ddt as well from manic there was a really it was just back and forth, this whole thing. It was brilliant. And, you know, it then went back into the octopus hold um, on Rahit, but then he countered that. But then he hit the knee. Um, and then uh, so Manic, sorry, hit his own knee, which then got from a great exchange. And then that got the win for Manic. So he became the new X Division champion. Um, great stuff. I wish that Rahit had held the championship because I feel that he had a lot more to give. But, you know, Manic. TJP, another strong wrestler, and I hope they can have more matches in 2021. Um, but yeah, I think Rahi has really come on strong this year. And this was a match which, you know, really um, was everything the X Division is about. You know, there was some really innovative um, submissions, there was some great high flying, and there was some great speed to it. So yeah, great stuff once again. So this was a, this was a step up from the previous matches. And talking of... Uh, some well it, it, talking of a step up this was again a step down in my opinion but the, moose came on and kind of did a promo and it was just typical kind of backstage you know saying that he was going to um take on rich swan for the championship i don't know i just i yeah this was this was what it was i don't know um 
the whole moose thing and him being crazed and everything again there's too many crazy people in impact for my opinion that's the problem is too many people who were kind of either you know going through some kind of mental quandary or people who were crazy it just seemed a little bit far-fetched but it, it was fine it was passable um but then we came into the next match which was for the um knockouts women's championship and that was between diana perusa uh, with Kimberly against Rosemary the Challenger with Taya Valkyrie. This was awesome. I loved this match. Um, this was such a great back and forth wrestling match. The psychology of uh, Diana Perusa and the way she sells her, the um, the work of her opponents is unbelievable. Anyone who wants to watch how um, a wrestler should work and psychology watch diana perusa because she's brilliant rosemary was as always really crazy but really um intense you know we had a really awesome looking spear to start we had some great show big big um forearms and big shots uh, diana kept trying to work on the arm which was sort of the story of the match there was some beautiful exchanges with strikes leading into a ddt um, which was awesome. And there was also what I really liked was the interaction on the outside from Kimberly and Taya Valkyrie. They didn't attack one another, but they um, sort of told one another to leave each other's opponents, which I thought was great and really added into the um, you know layers of this match. Um, there was also a really beautiful-looking tarantula-esque lock from Rosemary onto Diana. Um, but then Diana countered that and hit her with a massive forearm, so Rosemary went to the floor, which looked great. Um, there was also an awesome-looking sidewalk slam, which then um, was a close two count, and then there was a brilliant-looking sling blade and a fisherman buster from Rosemary. Just just really strong wrestling in this match, just really hard-hitting, really um, you know, back-and-forth. And what was great was that um, Kimberly... She was about to get the win was Rosemary, but Kimberly pulled the referee out, so then uh, Diana had the advantage, and then she hit a really awesome looking or, or landed a really awesome looking gotch pile driver onto um onto Rosemary, and then that got the win. This was great. This was this was so far the match of the night for me. I thought this was brilliant. Every match which Diana has is great. Every match Rosemary's part of is great. Definitely a match which I would go back and watch again because it was so many great layers, so much great psychology, and just a really strong wrestling match. It was brilliant. Nothing bad to say about this at all. I thought it was awesome. So really enjoyed that really strong um, match in the show. From that great match, we then went into a great backstage promo from... Uh, Carl Anderson, Kenny Omega, and um, Don Callis. So Kenny Omega was now shown in the um, in the bus. So we well, he was at Final Resolution, but he didn't go into the show. Um, yeah, this was great. You know, kind of Don Callis and um, Kenny Omega goading Carl Anderson, saying that he wasn't the um, machine gun of old and that he wouldn't be able to beat Ethan Page in more than. Um, he, it should only take him a minute, but it might take him a bit longer. I thought this was really well done, and I thought it was great as well how I need to say that Kenny Omega has never been, in terms of his heel work, I've always found it a little bit um, 
over the top. Whereas with this, I thought it re I think Don Callis really adds into that extra layer of heel work for um Kenny to really shine. And this was brilliant because Kenny's promo was just so sort of matter of fact and so the referencing of history and their um work together. I thought it was brilliant. You know, um it was a ton of fun as well and and just so cool to see, you know, um Kenny and Carl back together, you know, the the um the bullet club. I thought that was great. Um but yeah, this was this was good. You know, this was really, really good. Um that's putting it lightly, it was really good. Um although it was only a minute and a half, it was it uh, or around that, maybe about two minutes. It was brilliant. Definitely got your way to watch this just to see how Kenny's um definitely gonna be an intriguing character on impact going forward. And um yeah, then from there we did get the match between Ethan Page, who was with Josh Alexander against Carl Anderson. Ethan Page, I've said it before, I'll say it again, one of the best wrestlers in the world, one of the best talkers today, one of the best technical wrestlers today, one of the best heels today. He's one in a kind, he's incredible. This match was incredible. Back and forth, non-stop action. Um, Carl Anderson... This was, and, and Ethan Page, you know, if you were going to get two guys who, um, a bit of a dream match in a way, because they're both, you know, such strong parts of either team, they, they were brilliant, you know, and the element of Josh Alexander on the outside really added into it, and the dissension of Ethan Page and Josh Alexander, you know, with their uh, tag team of the um, the North that really came into play as well. Given um, Doc Gallows, Luke Gallows being out, um, the big LG with an injury, so it um, was really really great stuff. This uh, there was an awesome some awesome looking kicks from Ethan Page, and Ethan Page is so well. You know his his physique is brilliant now. You know he looks so uh, trim and so athletic. He looks brilliant. Um, there was a great looking set of forearms. There was a beautiful looking back suplex from uh, Ethan Page, who was in control. Carl uh, Anderson threw Ethan into the uh, ropes for a brilliant spine buster for a two count. There was a, a suplex after an arm drag from Ethan Page, um, which then was from the arm drag from the top ropes. So that was a great exchange for a two. And then what happened was that. Um, was that Carl Anderson came back um, and he hit a really great looking neck breaker, uh, which then was a led into a massive gun stun um, ace crusher, which Ethan Page sold like the rock selling the um, Stone Cold Stunner. It looked brilliant, which then um, got the win. And then Ethan Page, I put down that he was pulling the cornet face <laughs> after he got knocked out, which he didn't expect to happen. And um, yeah, Josh Alexander then came in and um, he wasn't happy that Ethan had cost them the championship opportunity against the um, against the Good Brothers, and Ethan was um, saying that everything will be fine and he's got a plan and you know Josh wasn't buying any of it. And then Ethan was saying to the camera that if Josh is watching on the monitor, you know we've got a plan and everything will be okay. Really great stuff. You know Ethan's such an incredible character wrestler. He's so he he's just got the whole package. There's nothing about Ethan Page, what any wrestling company shouldn't snap up. And I'm so glad that he's in Impact. And I just hope that, you know, he um, doesn't leave. There have been rumours that Ethan Page may be leaving, but I hope that isn't the case because I just want to see more of him and more of his singles work if the um, if the North do break up, um, which may happen, I don't know. 
But um, yeah, this was great. You know, these guys, I want to see them go at it again. I thought it was brilliant. I thought this was a really strong singles match, which really it had storyline elements to it as well, which was great. Um, I thought this was brilliant. And then we came into the um, main event, which was between Dashing Chris Bay, the challenger, and Rich Swan, the Impact World Champion. So this was awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Mirror images of one another, but the athleticism these two guys have is unbelievable. You know, there was great um there was great chain wrestling, there was awesome high rest, high spot wrestling, there was some great kicks, there was some great punches, there was some great um, you know, grappling, uh there was work on the outside, there was some awesome looking kicks. Um I liked as well how on commentary they kept mentioning that Kenny Omega had come in from AEW, so there's links there maybe that there might be something with you know Rich Swan down the line with him being the champion. There was um, some beautifully innovative offense from Chris Bay, so he ended up hitting a um, he he had a um, head scissors which he landed into the turnbuckle for Rich Swan, and then he came and hit him with a massive kick that looked great. Um, there was some awesome looking rolling clotheslines. There was a massive drop kick into the turnbuckle, which looked nasty by Chris Bay. Uh, there was a massive head scissors from Rich Swan. Just the athleticism was insane. You know, it was like a highlight reel. Um, we also had a beautiful pin battle with backslides and schoolboys and the like. And then um, we had, of all things, uh, Chris Bay after the pin battle, ended up landing a God's Last Gift, God's Last Gift, um, Fisherman Buster-esque um, cradle, uh, cradle suplex. So that was great, but that only got a two count. Uh, any of you who are fans of Tyler Black in Ring of Honor know the God's Last Gift, so that was a God's Last Gift, I do apologise. So that was a brilliant-looking move. There was one thing I loved was that um, Rich Swan countered... Um, Chris Bay's cutter by hitting a handstand just at the right moment and then he came back with a fate I've put a fatality kick which knocked Chris Bay straight out and then he landed a Phoenix splash and then he got the win. Um it was it was brilliant. This match was absolutely brilliant. You know, a, a highlight reel from start to finish. One of the best matches um Chris Bay's had an impact. Um definitely. Rich Swan looked great as well. This was awesome. You know, great way to finish out the show. But then Moose came out at the end of the show and he held up the Impact World Championship and he handed it to Rich Swan. And it just seemed a bit kind of, I don't know, a bit hokey, like I said. I love, I think Moose is great, but this whole thing just isn't, I'm not into this at all. I think it's just a bit weird. Um, well, not weird, just not really my cup of tea. But, you know, I can't deny that this match was phenomenal. You know, um, the last three matches on this show definitely made up for the earlier part of the show, without doubt. Um, three really strong matches to end this show. Um, and I can recommend this show based on those three matches, absolutely. I would even say skip the earlier parts, skip the first part of the show and head straight to the second half of the show. Um, I, th I think it was definitely picked up as it went on. Um, performer of the night, without doubt, would be Chris Bay. 
I think Chris Bay looked amazing in this match um, with Rich Swan. I think he looked awesome. Closely followed by Ethan Page. Um, but definitely Chris Bay looked brilliant. And match of the night, although I did love the main event and I loved Ethan Page and Josh Alexander, I thought that the women's match was just so well wrestled and just so beautifully wrestled that that has to be my match of the night. Um, but you could make an, an argument that all three of the matches that ended this show could be matches of the night. They were all great. So um so yeah, final resolution, final sort of supercard show from Ring uh, from um Impact Wrestling. Thumbs up, you know. Although it took a while to get started, it definitely is a, ma- a show you should go and see. And matches which had storyline elements and had a lot of great things going for them. Nothing negative to say about um the latter part of the show, the earlier part of the show, and the sort of moose engagement. Not so much, but yeah, and then. The influence of Kenny Omega definitely need to see that as well. If you're um, an avid viewer of Impact, just to see what um, you know is going to come from him going down the line. So yeah, so final resolution, thumbs up from me. Impact Wrestling have had a really um, you know up and down year, I would say, but they've ended it on a high. The imp- um, the influence of AEW, who knows what's going to happen, and they've got a really strong roster with a lot of great wrestlers there and a lot of great matches on this show which highlight those wrestlers. So definitely check this one out. And um, just to finish off, as always, you can find the BBG Wrestling uh, podcast on our website at www.bbgwrestling.com or you can find us on Twitter at BBG Wrestling. So that does it for me with Stephen Jackson, a.k.a. DJ215, this review of Impact Wrestling Final Resolution 2020, and I'll catch you all again soon, so see you all later.